Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, 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 and welcome, everyone. Welcome to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide, and your coach for the week. Thank you for joining. Hello, welcome, and good morning. Yes, it's morning no matter what time of day it is or where you are, no matter when you're listening to this. If you're listening to what we are saying here, then you are literally waking up, waking up to your true life. So I bid you a good morning. And as always, I want to remind you to uh, live your life in these three ways. And if you've done so, I know you've had a great week. First of all, live with an attitude of gratitude. Live with thanks all the time. Be thankful in all things. It's not easy when things aren't going quite right sometimes to be thankful. But even in the midst of, of stress and change and challenge and tragedy, remain thankful because you are here and life is something to be thankful for. And then secondly, give. Being a giving person, giving when you can is so important, giving something of value to you. When you give, you receive at the same time. And then thirdly, because we have this power to choose, it's a gift that we've been given that we can choose no matter what's happening in our life. You can take everything away from what you, what you have material-wise. You still have the power to choose, choose your thoughts. But I say love first and then choose. Now, if you lived your life that way in this past week, I know you had an amazing week and you have made an amazing week for the people around you. So I say hello, welcome, good morning. Thank you for joining. Now, we've got a special guest with us this morning, and I want to uh, share with you uh, something about him. And I will tell you, I almost I, I chuckle a little bit because it, it almost seems self-serving to have him here. Uh, you know, as I go through my growth and experience in life. I want to share with you some of the things that are a challenge for me in life sometimes. And, and if you can relate to these challenges sometimes, hopefully you get something out of, out of uh, the solutions that we come up with or the, the challenges that I face. And this is one of those challenges that I face in my business all the time. And so we have an expert with us to help me through my challenge and maybe help you through yours if you're experiencing the same thing. Uh, Jeremy Demerchant. Jeremy, uh, they also call him the sales strategist, is an international best-selling author, speaker, and founder of Permission to Sale Consulting Group. Equipped with a degree in marketing, a passion for entrepreneurship, and nearly 20 years in the sales arena, he now shares his results-driven passion by supporting entrepreneurs and sales professionals in achieving their highest level of success through powerful conversion conversations and sales strategies. Jeremy, if you're there, please say hello. Hey, it's awesome to be here. Hey, great to have you here. Uh, you know, when you when uh, as I was reading your bio and it said success through 
powerful conversations and sales strategy. I think I had one of those Freudian moments where I almost said conversions because we <laughs> want to we want to convert uh, some of our leads into real sales, don't we? We do indeed. Yes. Well, you're going to help us do that. I, you know, this is one of those things that I've I've struggled with a bit. Uh, in my business, because I come from a place of uh, I'm more left brain type person, I'm more of an engineering mind, but I I have the right part of the right brain that 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 is uh, about doing this work that I'm doing today. But the sales piece is always a little bit of a challenge for me. So I I'd like to to uh, kind of hear from you how I can break through that mindset, if you will, and hopefully you're up for that challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, good, good. Uh, well, let's let's just start by learning a little bit more about you. What, what brought you to this work? And, and, you know, how'd you get into this? What is this all about, this sales thing? Well, I started with back in the, uh, back when I was a teenager, um, got a part-time job at a convenience store and ended up uh, in a situation where I walked in one weekend. This is while I was going through school. I, uh, I walked in and there was this lottery ticket. Uh, it's a scratch ticket, and I was too young to, to of course, buy them. I was about 14 years old. and uh, But it had the, the name brand of a local pool hall on it. And I played some pool, and I, I so I got really excited. And then when the first customer of the day came in, I, uh, I showed them the ticket. And I said, you know, check this out. You really got to take a look at it. And she bought it. And then the next person came in, and I had the same conversation and managed to get her to buy two. And from, from that moment forward for the rest of the weekend, I just shared my excitement with everybody. And I realized that if I could share my excitement about something, it could actually influence their buying decisions. Oh. And so in, in that weekend, we actually sold out of those scratch tickets for the, the Saturday and Sunday <laughs> that I was working. So I c- kind of got hooked. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that, that, uh, you know, something would, what would seem to be so small. Uh, in, in, in reality, it's not small at all if it impacts you in a certain way. And the, the thing that it sounded like it impacted you was the, the emotional side of this, the excitement that you had and being able to do that, that triggered something for you. Well, it, it did. And to be completely transparent, when I was a kid, I was antisocial. I was the, the heavy kid, the nerdy kid, uh, no friends at all growing up in school. And when I realized that paying attention to people's, uh, you know, their emotions and understanding how they think, uh, the, the ability to communicate them through sales just opened me up. And I went from a complete introvert to, I won't say a complete extrovert, but it's definitely a, a different version of me than from when I was in, in elementary and junior high school, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, we make these shifts in life. And I'll tell you, for those of you who don't know Jeremy, uh, if you don't haven't seen them, go to go to uh, my Facebook page after this show. Go to my website, ClarenceCaldwell.com. And, and while you're on the Facebook page, by the way, like us there if you don't mind. Uh, and you'll see um, Jeremy's picture. You'll see his bio, uh, and you'll see and you'll wonder what was he talking about. He was he was kind of a a, a nerdy fat kid. That doesn't look like him today. Today he's, he looks like a stud. So uh, <laughs> I, I think that shift. Uh, was something that you needed, not only mentally, but it helped you in all other aspects of your life. It really did. Yeah, it, it was such a such a huge shift psychologically for me that it, that it did it impacted all areas of my life. 
Wow, that's cool. That's cool. Well, you know, I was saying earlier, uh, Jeremy, that I struggle with sales, and um, and and when I uh, and I'll just I'll just be pretty transparent here. Um, I I have a kind of a fear of rejection, and uh, at some point during this this conversation, I want you to help me with that one. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You're not not the only one. Every, I think every person in the world at some level has that fear of rejection. And it's, it's really just about how we look at it. Yeah. And you know, it is, it is a mindset and I know, I mean, certainly being able to just admit that I have this issue is, is part of the battle, of course, and part of the solution. Uh, But, but really getting over, it's kind of, kind of tough. And uh, um, I'll give you a quick example um, I, when I started my online marketing and building a list of people that would get my stuff, so to speak, or get emails from me, I started with friends and family, of course, and I only had, you know, 30 people that were on my list. Uh, and my first email went out and, uh, right after I sent the email out, I had two of them unsubscribe. <laughs> now, this, is, this is friends and family. <laughs> they unsubscribe to my email list. How could they dare do that? <laughs> It hurt. It hurt deeply. So uh, I have to get over that somehow uh, because I, I just don't like hearing no and I don't like uh, being rejected. But you've got to hear a lot of no's to get to a yes. Is that right? Absolutely. In fact, there was a I went to this training seminar and one of the challenges that they gave us was to go out into a local restaurant and uh, just um, amongst our group. And we had to keep pushing or not pushing, but selling or promoting what we were offering to other members of the group until we got 10 no's mm. and it completely changed the way I looked at it and I couldn't get 10 no's. I had to leave it about <laughs> midnight because uh, I, I ended up making the sales, but it, it completely changed the mindset and, and a big piece of it was I wasn't attached to the outcome. Oh. And this is one of the, the strongest messages that I learned uh, throughout my, my growth process and, and now developing my own business is that if you go in with the expectation, I mean, it's good to be positive. You know, you want to think, yes, this person could be a potential client. But if you have an emotional attachment to the yes or the no, then you end up being in the conversation for the wrong reasons. And so the big right. shift that I made was getting into those conversations purely for the purpose of identifying what challenges the person's having and how I could support them if, if I was the right fit. And that's where it, yeah, that, that's where it stopped as far as uh, what was in my mind before a call. And then things just started happening where people would, uh, they would just say, okay, so now what? <laughs> What's next? How do we, how do we go, to go to the next level? And it just completely changed it for me. Oh, interesting. Um, I, I like the, the, the detachment piece. Don't be too attached to the outcome. And, but you know, sometimes when we sell stuff, it's something we believe in and something we really want people to have. And so it, it's hard to remove ourselves from that. When they say no, it's like they're, they're turning it down. Don't they understand how good this stuff is? <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to detach from that, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I it almost feels like every time I get to these no's, you know, no, 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 and then a yes, it's like all those no's are like little cuts. It's like death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> so somehow I've got to just break that mindset and just say, you know, the no is okay. It's just not ready. For, they're just not ready for it. It's not for them. When it's time for them, they'll come back. 
Exactly. Mm. Well, you know, we're going to uh, we're going to take a break here shortly. But uh, uh, one thing I'd like to know from you when you when we come back is, um, you know, what some of the struggles you faced uh, when uh, when you started into this uh, sales business and and give us some stories behind that. I'd appreciate hearing some of that from you. Absolutely. All right. Well, everyone, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after these messages. And when we do, Jeremy will give us some insights on how to be a real good salesperson. We'll be right back. True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. your job going these days stop the frustration with your career give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level what you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you hi this is clarence caldwell you know me from true life academy a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world what you may not know is that i've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the united states Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883-090917. That's 8883-090917. Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Welcome back. We're here with Jeremy the Merchant, and he is going to make fantastic salespeople out of all of us. Now, understand this this is not necessarily just about selling an item, if you will, or a service or a product because, and, and Jeremy, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the tools and the, the techniques and even the, the, the mindset around selling can enter and does enter in many parts of our lives, whether we're trying to convince our kid to take the bath and go to bed early or uh, in our personal lives as well. You're absolutely right. Um, one of the 
the first training programs that I ever uh, listened to was an audio book or an audio program from Tony Robbins. And uh, I think it was called Mastering Influence. Mm. And I like that word because a lot of people use the word persuasion to describe sales. Uh-huh. And I, I think it's really just more of being able to identify what's valuable to the person you're you're connecting with. And then if what you're offering, whatever it may be, whether it's getting your kid to, to get in the bathtub or selling a product, um, it's just a matter of making sure that you give them enough information to shift their perspective the best you can so they see the same value that you see. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, so, so certainly the ability to influence others comes into play. Um, and not so much in, in terms of manipulating, but uh, would you say that's different than influence? Absolutely. Um, I, I think manipulation automatically comes with a negative connotation with it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, sales used to be that way. You know, you, you know, the traditional stereotypes and I won't pick on any currently existing professions, but you mean so like, a used car, you mean like a used car salesman? Well, well, I default to the encyclopedia salesman because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> Okay. But, but you know, the the door to door encyclopedia salesman, um, you know, you'd hear stories where they would jam their foot in the door so the person couldn't close the door on them, uh, and then nice. try to get some pitch out to to get them to open the door. And that's, I mean, it, it may have worked then, but today buyers are far too educated. They've got access to way too much information to be able to be manipulated. Mm-hmm. So the only way that you have to influence their decision is to have them connect with you as the salesperson and show them the the trust develop trust quickly and show them that you actually care about what the result is from whatever the the transaction or interaction is right right very good point very good point um you know that's uh it, it makes me it makes me wonder as you're talking about this, you, you obviously have a really good handle on, you know, what it takes, but you didn't start there, I'm sure. Can you tell us, can you tell us how you learned these lessons and, and maybe some of your own struggles? I think you need a longer show for this. So. <laughs> but, um, you know, sales is, well, for me, sales is like having a superpower, and, you know, just to touch back on the manipulation topic, it's you know, not to, you know, use too many superhero analogies, but with the, the power of sales comes great responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. And so you need to be responsible with the ability to influence people. And so what I learned um, far too, uh, far too, uh, on far too of a bumpy road is that if you don't do it from a sincere place, it will come back to bite you. Um, I'm not going to share the, the worst of the stories, but <laughs> my my career uh, really started out in a call center, and it was an inbound call center, or sorry, an outbound call center, uh, where we just heard a beep in our ear and we had to start a sales conversation, and may, we may have the person's name show up on our screen before we start. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of people who just wanted to make a sale and would say whatever it took to get the sale, and those people didn't end up working there very long. Mm-hmm. And so I, I could see that that wasn't the, the right way to go, but... Sales just offers a huge opportunity for people. And it's, I I find sales to be something that's sexy because in the right scenario, you have no cap on the income you can make. And I I know that commission sales people, if they're good at it, love what they do and they'd never do anything else because it's such a profitable space. Mm -hmm. 
but that that allure of having that opportunity can sometimes draw people in uh, for the wrong reasons. And I once uh, started working for a, an insurance company, and I was a commissioned sales rep. So I was technically self-employed, so I call this the, the first time I ran my own business. And I'll tell you, I did it completely wrong. Um, I followed the systems that they gave me, and I would spend 12 to 14 hours a day, six, sometimes seven days a week in the office, calling through old lists of, of old clients. And part of the reason why I was there all the time was that somebody once told me that on Christmas Eve, there was only one advisor in the office and somebody came in with a, I think it was a hundred thousand dollar check to invest. And the person that was there was the one that got the deal. Mm. And so I made sure that if I wasn't meeting face to face with a client, I was always in the office. But I, you know, I did the cold calls to the lists. I burnt myself out and I learned that you need to really connect with people. And it's not just a matter of smiling and dialing. And we, we overuse that phrase so much. Mm -hmm. And in my, I think it was there for a year and a half, but for the, the full year that I was there, I think my total income was like $16,000. Mm. Like I was going broke at one point. I went six weeks without a paycheck because I couldn't connect with people. To me, it was just a name and a number on a page. Right. And, and, you know, I was barely a step away from calling through the yellow pages. You know, that's how kind of cold those leads were. And there was just no opportunity to connect because people were just expecting that the, the new sales guy, the new insurance sales guy would be calling to, quote unquote, check in on them. And they had been trained by the system to get these calls. You know, if they had a single policy, an insurance policy that was five, six years old and hadn't heard from their advisor because their advisor left or had been let go or whatever, they had just been accustomed to putting up these barriers for the new salesperson. And when I was, uh, I think I was 22 when I did that job, I, I just didn't know what I was doing. Um, I had the best intentions, but no clear process. And so uh, when I, once I got to the point um, in my next career, which is at a bank, uh, doing a very similar thing, but they had traffic coming in and I had the opportunity to actually develop those sales conversations with people it completely changed. And so from that point on, um, I, I took the time to connect with somebody. You know, they're at the bank. They were there in front of me for a reason. They had a problem that they knew that I could solve. And it might not have been me specifically that they had the confidence in. In a lot of cases, it was the brand because nobody knew me. But I carried that with me to, to future careers. And it really just opened up a lot of opportunity for me. So from... Ice cold calls almost uh, to to having almost unlimited lead flow coming in in person uh, really opened up my eyes to to what I could do with the right audience. Right, right. Well, you know when you're when you're building that, uh, I think you called it a relationship um, mm -hmm. with the client. Um, you get you begin to figure out what they need as opposed to what you're selling, right? Absolutely. Tell us a little bit more about how important that is. Well, sales, how's the best way to put this? I mean, I can sell a lot of things, um, but the one thing that I sell every single time is myself. Mm. So it doesn't matter what the product is. If there's a need that I can solve, either with my product or with my support that comes with a the product, then 
it's, it's my responsibility to do it. Right. So a, a lot of people are really nervous about sales and they might have a good product. And I, I now work a lot with coaches and entrepreneurs and you mentioned, um, really being scared of rejection. This comes from attaching yourself to the product, right? People aren't saying no to you as a person. They're saying no to you or to the product or the service that you're offering. Right. And it could be they just don't have enough information. It could be that they just don't know you because um, there's a famous quote from Bob Berg, and I'm going to butcher it slightly, but um, people do business and refer business to people they know, like, and trust. Right. And those pieces are absolutely vital in selling, um, you know, in, two, in 2016, right? Or, you know, for the last five years, it's been that way. Prior to that, you could say, I have a widget. And then you could sell against the guy next door who was selling the same widget. Oh, mine's cheaper. Mine's a better color. Um, and of course, those things still come into play. But at the end of the day, if somebody trusts you and you're giving them advice that's based on what's truly best for them, they're going to buy from you. Makes a lot of sense. You know, it sounds like a, that that you would literally have a conversation with the person as opposed to just shoving something in front of them to, to, to sell them. You're absolutely right. In fact, when I start a conversation with somebody, uh, in fact, actually, let me step back. The, uh, the career that I took on after the bank, um, was selling, uh, online university programs. So it was $30,000 programs and people had to commit to two to four years of their life for the program. And, I would often get the sale before I even talked about the product mm. because it didn't matter, right? It's the, the question was, why do you want to go back to school? And we just have an open-ended conversation and really pull out the true, the true needs, the true wants, the true desires of, of what people have and then build from there. And if it's a fit, great. We make sure it happens. And if it's not a fit, that's okay too. Right, right. Makes a lot of sense. Oh. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, you know, you know, uh, as as I'm busily taking notes as you speak, I try to learn from these these conversations. And um, as you're as you're telling us about what it takes to really uh, turn the corner on being a good salesperson versus just being the encyclopedia salesman, um, I'd like for us after we get back from the break to maybe get a, a one or two things we can do that would change our mindset around this. Uh, me in particular, I really got to get past this. I got to get past the ego, I guess it is, or tie myself to what I do um, and, and get to a, a different place. Maybe you've got some, some things we can do to, to help that along. I might have a few tricks up my sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, everyone, we're here with uh, Jeremy DeMerchant and he is making us great salespeople. So we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll learn a few more things, maybe about how to have that successful sales conversation. Jeremy will be with us when we get back from these messages. Thank you. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. 
ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. We're, we're back here with uh, Jeremy Demerchant, and he is helping us understand, um, you know, just how to make a sale. He's a, he's a sales strategy expert, and and. We all have this level of resistance to make to sales. Not maybe not all of us, but I know I do. And and uh, he's going to help us get past that. But before we go there, Jeremy, I, just while we have a moment, and we'll do it again before the end of the show, I'd like for people to know how to reach out to you, where to find you online, and uh, if any if any of the social media sites that you want to share with us, please do. Sure. Absolutely, yeah. Um, my main website is permissiontosell.com, so permission, T-O, sell.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can add me as a friend on Facebook, Jeremy S. Demerchant. And uh, the business page is facebook.com slash permission to sell. Twitter, personally, I'm at J. Demerchant. And the business Twitter is at permission2 is the number two, sell. Fantastic. I like the, I like the name, permission to sell. You almost have to give yourself permission to sell. You know, the idea behind it, uh, it came from exactly that idea that before you can ever get permission from any client or prospect to sell them, you have to first give yourself permission to sell. Oh, it's so, it's so, it's so right on. I mean, it's so spot on that I get that. As soon as I, I hear that permission to sell, I know what it's all about. So that whoever picked that name, uh, I give kudos to, to you from a, uh, <laughs> From a marketing standpoint, because I get it right away. It's funny, actually. I, I, I found the domain available when I was 
uh, working a contract at the international relations office at a local university here. And uh, I was on a, I'll say I was on a lunch break and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, in the process of, of starting my business and I was just kind of picking it, uh, picking out domain names, trying to think of a decent name. And it was the second one I thought of and it, oh. it stuck. Obviously. Oh, it's a good one. You know, a lot of people when they're picking the name of their company or if they're entrepreneurs or picking the name of their product or or their website, uh, they want to get really, you know, esoteric or they might, you know, do something that's uh, a little bit off off key that's kind of related to what they do because it's cool, it sounds cool. But if you do something like this and just say permission to sell, wow, I know what that means. That means I got to give myself permission to sell and this guy's going to help me do that. I love it. Yeah, the, uh, the the first domain I actually bought was convertingconversations.com, but it didn't have nearly the ring to it. So uh-huh. I kept going. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you could uh, use that one for, you know, being a pickup artist or something. There you um, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, we're digressing a little bit. So <laughs> Jeremy, with uh with the issue of of selling, uh you know, there's this mindset that we talked about that I have, and I know others have a, have a mindset. Do you find that as a barrier for or a challenge for people when they're when they're uh, up against sales, whether it's rejection or some other kind of mindset issue? You know, mindset is the biggest hurdle. Uh, we we end up attaching either a personal emotion to the outcome, like we talked about before the break, or we just fear this rejection. We we don't have confidence. Um, th- there's so many things that go through our mind. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is uh, like attaching the, the results uh, to to our level of success or um, our, our ability to be seen as good enough. And if, if I can't make the sale, uh, you know, that, that means I'm not good enough for this, this position, this role or, or whatever it is. And even in, in my world, my uh, about six, six months into my business, I was in a situation where I was in a room, actually it was the same live event that I mentioned before where we were just having brief little sales conversations. And I managed to get 10 people in a room of, I think, 30 to say yes to doing a strategy session with me, and they were uh, willing to pay $100. But then when I actually had the strategy sessions, I didn't close any of them into a a higher-level program. And I Mm. I started being really hard on myself, thinking, I'm supposed to be the sales guy. What's going on? And my coach at the time, uh, he said, well, it's not about the conversation that you're having, it's who you're having the conversation with. Mm. Said, how, how qualified were these leads? And I said, well, you know, they, they paid $100 to talk to me. Like, that's a pretty good starting point, isn't it? But because of the, the environment that they were in when I made the sale, they weren't nearly as committed to seeing results in their business um, as is needed to, to work with me in a one-on-one or group coaching scenario. And so I realized that... Um, Understanding the psychology of somebody during the buying process is is even more important um, than the actual conversation. Interesting, interesting. So you were able to shift that to start converting more of these uh, strategy calls. I, I was actually um, once I had that aha moment, and kudos to my coach. Um, he, and for the record, anyone that's in business needs to have a coach. Um, it doesn't matter if you feel like you're the most successful person in your industry. Get a coach if you want to raise the bar because it makes all the difference in the world. Yes. And so what happened to me was once I had this aha moment, it, it completely shifted everything. I instantly decided to increase my prices so that I wasn't attracting people that weren't as committed. 
And in a single week, I made $100,000 in sales. Wow. Amazing. It completely changed the game for me. I went from almost ready to throw in the towel to reaching, uh, you know, now, you know, disclaimer, that was sales. It wasn't necessarily cash received. And I want to try to be as transparent as possible. But sure. I had never, um, you know, outside, never working for myself had I made, uh, you know, that kind of sales in a week. In fact, I don't think I made that kind of sales in a week working for, for anyone else either. So right. just that simple mind shift. Um, oh. was a complete game changer. Uh, well, that's, that's incentive enough for me. Uh, you know, as I told the story about having my friends and family be my first leads and two of them unsubscribing to my email, instead <laughs> of thinking, oh, my gosh, how could they do that? I could have said, well, there was only two that unsubscribed. You know, this is cool. I still have this audience available to me to sell to. Um, exactly. And, and when, it, when it comes to the email list, if I can touch on that, please. It's, it, it's again, so easy to get emotional uh, uh, towards it. And, and I was the same way starting because prior to running my own business, I had not ever managed my own email list and didn't really have an audience listening to me the way I do now. And I've learned that if people are unsubscribing, that just means that your message is no longer aligning with their needs or interests. Right. And, and that's it. Right? It doesn't mean they don't like you. It doesn't mean that you've irritated them, you know, unless you've, <laughs> you've sent out 15 emails on the same subject in two days. But, right. uh, you know, for the most part, it's just that your message no longer clicks. And what that really means to you in your business is that they're no longer a prospective buyer at this stage. Right. And, you know, with the online marketing, and I, and I know you know this, but for the audience, this is why a lot of people um, use online marketing strategies like retargeting, where they can actually take their unsubscribe list and upload it to Facebook and have um, these retargeting Facebook ads show up in front of these people so that when something does change and they're interested again in what you're offering, they're just a click away to rejoin your email list. Uh, cool. Yep. That's a, that's a great technique. Uh, you know, I was talking with, uh, actually it was earlier today, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours mm -hmm. and he had nothing but great things to say about um, your abilities in this space and the, the way you, in fact, he was sharing it with someone else. He says, if you want to learn how to convert sales, you need to talk to Jeremy. Now, I didn't tell him that you, were you and I were going to be talking and I probably should have, but uh, just hearing that as a third person listening in, I thought, you know, I've got an expert on, on the uh, show tonight, and I'm so, so glad that you're here with me tonight. So, I'll, um, I'll make sure I thank him for that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so why don't we do this? Give us something that, you know, we can play with a little bit or, you know, one thing that uh, I'm going to ask you again. So keep a couple in your back pocket before the end of the show. Okay. Uh, but give us something right away that you think would help us as as salespeople in our, in our business or in our life? Okay, well, this, this is the big one. Um, we have a tendency and we're trained, especially if you've had any kind of traditional sales training, we're taught that we need to control the conversation. And so, especially back in the telemarketing days, I was trained to, to ask close-ended questions where people could either say yes or no, and I wanted them to say yes so that they got in this agreeing mode and eventually would say yes to buy. But that doesn't work anymore. You need to let go of the control of the conversation. You need to ask people why. In fact, there's a few, few key uh, questions that I often default back to in my sales conversations. Um, and when I share them with you, you're, you're going to get a feel for the, the difference. 
Okay. So the first one is just, why is that important to you? Mm-hmm. And this forces, and these are all open-ended questions, so it, it almost compels them to respond. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not, you're not going to get a yes or no. They're going to say something. What it's going to do is it's going to help reveal what their true feelings are about what they're talking about. And uh, another one. Um, oh, that's, a, that's a great opening question. Why is that important to you? Yeah, and it, it, that's the one that really changed it for me. Mm. Um, when I got in the position where I was selling online educational courses yeah. with somebody that had never met me, um, I had you know 30 seconds to build trust and then show them the value in hitting or putting in their credit card for $30,000. Right. And uh, you know, it, was, it was a big challenge, but these open-ended questions like, uh, you know, why is that important to you? And uh, another one is tell me more about that. And it just gets, you know, it's not so much a question, but it gets them to open up. And so this allows you to connect with somebody where they're at, not trying to put them into some kind of, uh, some kind of vice and and direct them to where you want them to go, right? If there's really a need and you ask them strategic questions, they'll go to where you need them to go if the program or the product is the right fit. But um, if you just focus on those open-ended questions it's going to completely change the conversation for you. Fantastic. Ah, powerful, powerful questions. An open-ended question is powerful. It allows you to, it allows the person you're talking to to express themselves beyond the yes or no response. And, and in the process of expressing themselves, you start to pick up what it is that they really need instead of what it is you're really trying to sell them. Huh. Exactly. I love it. Love that. I'm going to start that right away. <laughs> well, well, Clarence, why is that important to you? <laughs> <laughs> so I can make more sales. <laughs> oh, good one. Good one. Hey, uh, we're, going to, we're going to take a break here in a, in a, a few seconds. Uh, and when we come back, uh, Jeremy, uh, I'm, not only am I going to ask you for another tip <laughs> before it's all done, uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit more about your permission to sales strategy approach and what it is that you actually do to help people break through. Sounds good. All right. So we're going to come back right after these messages. And when we do, we'll learn a lot more from Jeremy Demerchant. We'll be back right after this. with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach, Clarence Caldwell, returns after this short break. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. 
you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. You know, Jeremy, as as we think about sales, at least as I think about it, I always think about the competition, and I think about who else is doing what I'm doing um, or how are they going about it? Or, uh, you know, I try not to let it get in my way to stop me from moving forward, but I always want to be a little bit different or maybe unique in a way that I can offer something that really hits the need more so than what someone else is doing. And when I think about the business that you're in, of being a, a sales strategist or sales strategy expert, let's call you, uh, then I often wonder, how are you different? How is this permission to sell? Um, How is that different from other sales training programs that are out there? Well, first, I'm going to say that I rarely think about my competition. And the reason that is is that there's enough people to serve. There's enough people that need help with sales or, you know, in in any industry. Um, Unless you're the guy selling the same uh, Chevy Corvette as the dealership a uh, quarter mile down the road, then you don't need to worry about your competition, especially in the information business or the education business, because you are the one that provides the, the difference in value. Now, to, to avoid sending like I'm avoiding the question, um, <laughs> the, the, there's a lot of great sales training out there, right? Like Brian Tracy has done it for, you know, it seems like 100 years now. Um, Grant Cardone is taking over the world on social media. There's amazing, phenomenal places that anyone can go to uh, to get resources to improve their sales. However, the thing that makes permission to sell different is that we start with the mindset. So it doesn't matter how many tips or tricks you have or how many strategies for a conversation that you have. If you've got this feeling in the back of your mind or this thought, subconsciously or consciously, that is telling you that if you do something or say something, it's going to somehow have a negative impact, there's no way you're going to make that sale. And if you happen to make it, you're going to feel horrible about it. And so, and let me give you an example. So most people in their lives have had some kind of negative experience with a salesperson. And it could have been um, for themselves when they went to make their first big ticket purchase it could have been, uh, you know, maybe they were kids playing with their toys on the floor and uh, that, you know, that encyclopedia salesman we've been talking about, he showed up and he tried to make a really hard sale and 
whether they purchased or not, maybe the, the child's mother was really upset afterwards. And so in the back of your mind, all you can see is this image of, of your, your mother being upset because of what a salesperson created as far as emotions for her. And so if you're always focusing on trying to avoid that, nothing else is going to come through. And so I help my clients work through that and show them that the only way to deliver value is to influence somebody, right? A lot of people don't know what they don't know. And so part of the sales process or any kind of influencing, you know, it doesn't even need to be in an official sales conversation. Any kind of influencing often involves some level of educating and shifting someone's perspective on a situation and even helping them as a prospect uh, look at things in a, in a new light so they can see that the value that, that you're offering. Interesting. Excellent. I love that. Uh, so your, your, promote, your uh, approach from permission to sell is one about, first of all, let's understand the mindset and let's take care of that and then build a, a skill set around how to influence. Exactly, yeah. Because the, the conversation strategies, like the, you know, the couple that I shared before the break, they're really powerful. But if your focus is on avoiding uh, a particular result and causing a feeling, it's going to hold you back. And in a lot of scenarios, especially in the transformational space, sometimes people need a little push, right? People have have fears just like you do as a salesperson. And often their fear is like yours, a fear of failure, um, not believing in themselves, right? In what I do, I end up promoting or, or selling a lot of training programs or educational programs and often the objections aren't around uh, the money for the program or uh, the timing, which is always what people say, but it's their doubt in themselves. They're not sure that if they invest in a program or support that they can truly get the return on that investment because they're scared. Mm-hmm. And so um, not only is it the mindset of the salesperson, but also helping that salesperson educate and shift the mindset of the prospect to help them overcome that. And when you help somebody overcome a shift like that, it instantly builds trust because you're no longer there just trying to push a product. You're actually trying to make a difference in how they view things, whether it's um, a specific scenario or whether it's the world as a whole. And when it comes to talking about sales, I have that conversation on, on almost a, a daily basis with people and showing them that, you know, when you look around your office, the, the computer monitor, the desk, the chair, everything there is there because somebody made a sale, right? It might have been promotion online and you just clicked and bought it and had it delivered, which, then that's still a, a, a sales strategy. Or it may have been a conversation where you walked into a shop and asked a salesperson, what the best solution was going to be for your problem. So sales is, is not a bad thing. In fact, sales is necessary. And I believe that the world doesn't turn until a sale is made. And, and so to let your fear get in your way, especially if, you know, in, in your case, I know you do amazing work with your clients. And so to let that fear get in your way, and not to sound too harsh, but it, it's almost selfish because you're letting your fear hold back the results of a potential client. Excellent. So it's your, it's, it's your duty to, to do everything in your power to give that person enough information 
and show them that value. Now, if it's just not right, that's fine, right? Again, don't attach yourself to the outcome. But if you haven't gone in and made every effort to, to show them the value that you offer, and you know, like I said, sometimes it involves a little bit of a nudge, a little bit of a push, and sometimes you need to challenge people and make them a little bit uncomfortable. Um, my, my tagline for the company is get uncomfortable, get results. And, and so sometimes you need to give that little bit of discomfort to force them into shifting the way they think. And once they're thinking along the right lines, then they're in a position to properly make the decision. And that's, that's it, really. Uh, that's, well, it's wonderful. That's, that's amazing. Thank you for that. Those were, I don't know if anybody else, anybody else heard these nuggets that Jeremy just gave us, but these are huge. First of all, I like the, I like the, the, the statement, the world doesn't turn unless a sale is made. <laughs> That's, that, you, ought to, you ought to trademark that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just might do that. <laughs> that that's cool. Uh, but even beyond that, uh, I love the way you just, you hit it straight on. And for anybody out there who is, who's got a barrier to whether it's sales or anything else in your life, the first thing you've got to do, the very first thing you've got to do is be open and vulnerable enough to address it. If you're going to hide it and you're going to say, well, I, you know, I, I'll just keep it in the, in the background so no one knows that I've got this weakness, then you are doing yourself a disservice. That's why I disclosed to Jeremy and to all of you that issue. And what Jeremy just did was amazing. I love it. Thank you, Jeremy. You, you said that's selfish. And I love that because that says that hurts more than me losing a sale. I'm not, I'm, I think I'm a giving person. I don't want to be selfish. But if I'm looking at it as something that hurts, hurts me, then that is selfish. So I'm going to change that immediately. You just broke through for me. Love it, man. I owe you some money. <laughs> uh, and then you said, get uncomfortable, get results. Yep. Nuggets. Dude, <laughs> you are like, that's a, that's a mic drop right there. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you for that. Wow. All I was right. going to ask you to give us another tip, but I think you've given us a bunch. Do you I have one more before we go? I got, I got a really good one. Now, this is more of a, a tactic than it is an overall strategy. But when you get on these sales calls, uh, whether it's in person or over the phone or, or whatever it may be, there's still always that hurdle where somebody has these preconceived notions that you're, you're trying to sell them something, uh, which, you know, they could be right, depending on the mindset that you're coming from. But Back, you know, we, we commented on uh, the encyclopedia salesman jamming their foot in the door. Well, sometimes in a conversation, you do need to do something a little abrupt in order to get someone's attention and get them to listen. But you don't need to be as abrupt as jamming your foot in the door and making somebody feel threatened. So one very <laughs> – I heard your pen click. <laughs> You're about to write this down. <laughs> um, the, the, the one thing that I use in this – uh, I really can't say doubled my sales because I haven't tracked it, but I feel like it's at least doubled my results, is to start off the conversation, if there's some type of hesitation or resistance that I can feel, to simply say, what originally sparked your interest? Mm. And, you know, if it's about a specific program, I'll say, you know, about the program. And I use it as a regular introduction when, uh, like, I have some clients that actually hire me to do their sales conversations for them. And I don't always know where these people came from. So I will start off with, you know, what originally sparked your interest in this program? And it, it again, is an open-ended question. 
but it, it's one that can easily be stuck in there when you feel like somebody is just saying, oh, I don't have time or the kids are crying. But, you know, you go back to that mindset is of you need to make every effort possible to be able to give this person enough information to make a decision. Excellent. Perfect. Perfect tip. Jeremy, one, one more time, real quickly, where can we find you? Uh, PermissionToSell.com um, and on Facebook, Jeremy S. Merchant or Facebook.com forward slash uh, permission to sell. And I've got a, I've got a gift for your audience if I've got time. Yeah. Excellent. Um, if they go to permission to sell.com forward slash true life Academy, uh, they can get a free download of my cheat sheet. It's called the five C's of successful sales conversations. We, uh, we've just touched on a little bit on one of them, but there's four other golden ones that can absolutely change, uh, the strategy using the conversations. Fantastic. I'll put that out uh, as a link uh, when I, when I uh, market this as well. So people will hear this and they'll see it as well. Thank you, Jeremy, very much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me here. I really appreciate your presence tonight. You've done a fantastic job. You've, I think you broke through with me at least and maybe through a lot of other people that have been listening. So thank you for that. My pleasure. All right, everyone. That's what we have for tonight to this morning. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everyone listening in. That's what I know, and I'm sharing it with you. So have a great week. We'll talk to you again next time. Take care, everyone. I'm going to uh, be with you again next week. We'll have another special guest, and so we'll see you then. Take care. Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker Clarence Caldwell returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.